Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for the Kuti Halachas. Yoridea Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Shiluach Hakan Halachahei. We're up to paragraph Tesvov, where Rav Nassenzal introduces a new topic related to what we've been learning, Hilchas Chodosh, which is actually the next halacha in Shulchan Aruch. We're going to have a few halachas on Hilchas Chodosh, but Rav Nassenzal, it seems, while he was working on this halacha came up with some ideas related to the mitzvah of Chodesh that are related to what we've been learning till now. We dedicate the learning today, Le'ilu Nishmas, Reb Baruch Reb Herschel Alevi, whose yard site is today, on the 28th of Tishrei, and Le'ilu Nishmas, Chorav Moshe Reb Matasio David, whose yard site is on Shabbos, the 29th of Tishrei, Reb Moshe Burshtin, Zechron and Lili Nishmas Yentafrad Bas Rabbi Shwarye, Harini Kapuras Mishkova. And we dedicate the learning for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, especially the thousands, thousands of injured in this war now. And also, Chavivachana Basgalia, Rochel Basgalia, Noyanachoma Basgalia, Hadasa Toivo Bas Noyanachoma. Edith Bas Miriam Brindle, Michal Sora Bas Hadassah, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Eliezer Ben Malka Sora, Gitagan Endel Bas Sipoira, Lebalea Bas Sipoira, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoira, Dvoira Lea Bas Yente Sora, Yente Sora Bas Hanarus, Yechiel Michel Ben Hanarus, David Michal ben Frida, David Elio ben Michal, Shimon Eliezer ben Michal, Yosef ben Rizachaya, Ella Basora, Shlomo ben Rifke Sprinza, Avigail Brocha Bashir Advoira, Boruch Mordechai ben Tali, Ruven Mordechai ben Chana, Bas Yekela Bas Amalia Malka, Froma Bas Genessa, Aviva Chaya Bas Esther Mindel, Daniel Baruch Ben Sora, Besoch Shar Chel Yisrael. Paragraph Tesvav, a reminder that as of now, as of now, if it'll be possible, it looks like I'm going to be traveling on Moitzoy Shabbos. My father is in the hospital. I mentioned Rebbe Eliezer ben Malkasora. I'll be I'm scheduled to go to America and be there tentatively for about two weeks. I hope to continue the shiurim, the Monday, Thursday, Monday morning, Thursday morning shir from America. And uh, we hope to welcome Moshiach Tzikeno soon. Rab Nosenzal titles this now, Hilcha Chodosh, even though it's a continuation of Hilcha Shiluach HaKan HaLochei, Paragraph Tesvav. V'zeh b'chinas isur chodosh, she'osur lechol min ha-tvua ha-chadosho ad yoyim tezayin b'nison. We're not permitted to eat from the new grains, the new crop of grains, up until the 16th of Nisan, she'hu mochoras ha-pesach, which is the day after the first day of Pesach, 
And it's on this day, the 16th of Nisan, when the Jews would offer the, the korban, the oimer soirim of barley. And that's what makes the new crop of all grains permissible. Because Pesach is the first one of the three holidays commemorating the Jewish people leaving Mitzrayim. Because that's when we left Egypt, we came out of the 49 levels of Tumah and entered into the 49 levels of holiness. And it's explained in the writings of Yarizal, and also throughout Rabbi Nizal's teachings, the Arizal explains that in order for the Jewish people to get out of Mitzrayim, Hashem shined down upon us the full measure of Moichin, a major, major, major tsunami of light that came down then and that comes down on the first night of Pesach which is a tremendous hiskarvos, a tremendous closeness of Hashem and the Jewish people. And then on the second day of Pesach, which is when we start counting the Oymer, that powerful flow of Moichen that we received on the first night leaves. And we start receiving those moichen again, but this time a little bit at a time, following the standard order of how a person could receive new moichen, new sechel. It's already expressed in the writings of the Baal Shem Tov, as quoted in the Kedusha Slevi of Rablevi Subraditchev in Parsha Shmois that this process is referred to in the Pasuk in Tehillim, chapter 48, where it says, Hashem will lead us almus. And the word, the, the word almus is two words, but the word almus means a youth. The Baal Shem Tov says that Hashem leads us like one leads a small child when a child is first learning how to walk. At first, when we want the child to stand up, the parents hold the child on both with both hands, holding it, supporting it, showing the child that they can walk. They can. And then afterwards, after a short period of time, the parents remove their hands. They take away their hands in order that the child should start trying to walk by on their own. And this same procedure Hashem follows when a person is trying to come close to Hashem. When a person first makes a decision to come close to Hashem, whether they're being choser b'tshuva, or whether a person is making a new beginning in their Yiddishkeit, 
then from heaven, they help the person. They give the person major support, like, a, like parents holding both hands. And Hashem leads the person on, the, on a straight path, meaning the person sees that they're doing great. And this is why it's brought that there's no powerful time in a person's life as when the person is first starting to come close to Hashem, making a new beginning and coming close to Hashem. But what happens is, afterwards, the person drops down from that high, from that passion. Because Hashem removes from the person that passion that was given to them from heaven. And now they allow the person to start moving on their own, using their own energy. This is what's taking place on the holiday of Pesach, that first night of Pesach. And then from the second day on, when we're counting Sphira. And this whole process applies to every single person many, many times, countless times, in all kinds of different variations of this that we experience. And as Rasha Kodesh points out in the beginning of Parshas Nitzavim, on this Pasuk, Upirash Rashi, Kayoin. Hashem says, You are standing here today, all of you. And it uses the word Hayoin today. Upirash Rashi, Kayoin. Our standing before Hashem is similar to the day. Shehumafil Umeir. Just like in the day, there's darkness and there's light, there's night and day. Kahu Osid Laha so too, Hashem is going to sometimes turn out the lights. He's going to make things very dark for us. And sometimes Hashem is going to shine light upon us. What everything we're saying here now is, is included in what we've been discussing the last few pages which is based on Rabbi Nezal's explaining of the Pesach Sholoim LaRochoik Velakoroiv, that Hashem greets the person who is far and, and close. Nimza, we see therefore, Shadiyom Sheni Shol Pesach, Nimshach al Yisrael Bechina Hanal, Bechinas Sholoim Sholoim LaRochoik Velakoroiv. That's when Hashem shines down upon us this concept of the one who is far and the one who is close. Because that's when we really need it. Because then on the holiday of Pesach and, and, and the first day of Sphira, that's when we first started coming close to Hashem, a whole new beginning and coming close to Hashem. When we left Egypt as a nation, 
שהעיר עליהם האור הגדול ונפלא בשעס יציאת מצרים ביום ראשון של פסח. השם שיין דאון אפון אס, a very powerful, awesome, great light, when we were leaving מצרים on that first day of פסח. אלקיין, תקף ביום שני, מסלק מהם גודל האור הזויס, and therefore also, immediately on the second day of פסח, השם removes that great light, ומר אלוהם הסרח קוסקצס, and השם shows us a little bit of rejection. והמצרים שהם הסטרה אחרא מסחירים מחודש לרדופייסם, and the Egyptians who represent the סטרה אחרא, they, they started a whole new chase against us. וכל זה הוא בחין, we thought we got rid of them, we were finished with them. וכל זה הוא בחין הנער, and all of this is exactly what we spoke about earlier. כי הכל בשביל הסקנרוס. All of this is only so that we should come close to Hashem. Because the rejection is only to get us to want it more and to push more. And it's for this reason that we're forbidden to eat from the new crop of grains until that day, until the second day of Pesach, Shumochoras HaPesach. Ki inyin zeh hanal shubachin ha-sholem l'arochik v'lakorv kanal, zeh tzrichin m'oid b'chol ha-bechinos. Because this concept of Hashem greeting the person who is far and who is near is required in all areas. Hein b'inyin avoides Hashem, It applies to serving Hashem, as we discussed previously. And so too regarding a livelihood, parnasa, bread, a person needs to know this very, very well. That our livelihood, our parnasa, our bread comes from a very, very far away place, a very high source. As it says in Eishas Chayel, She brings her bread from far away, from a very distant place. That Pasuk is alluding to Torah. which is called Lachma Doiraisa, the bread of Torah, Vegam Tzrichen Lohoven Moshalom Alitza. And in addition, we need to know also other parables, other things that it relates to. Kigam Kipshutoi Tzrichen Leida. We need to know to interpret that Pasuk also in its simplest way. Shehalechem Vaparnosa Mamesh Boen Nimerachak Moid. That bread and Parnosa come from a very far away place. Because Parnasa, food, lechem, comes from a very, very high, distant place. As the Arizal discusses this in his Sefer Likutei Torah, and Parshish told us, in expounding on the Gemara, Bone Chaye Umezoina, La Bishus Italian Ilsa, El Bemazla, that The blessing of children and life and parnasa are not dependent on ordinary merit, but rather they're dependent on mazla, 
This refers to a very, very, very high level of, of holiness. This is associated with the holy beard of, of Kaviochel. Again, there's nothing physical about Hashem, but this is the terminology that's used. Bechinas noitzer venake. The Arizal explains that this masal hoelyoin is related to two of the 13 attributes of kindness. Noitzer chesed lalofim and venake. Shehem bechinois givoyim ma'oid, which are very, very high levels. Kayodua, as is known. We've spoken about this in the past. That, that we see when it comes to Parnosa, the Pesach says, Hashlech al Hashem Yehovcha It doesn't say place your needs, present your needs to Hashem. It says place your needs upon Hashem. Al Hashem, which means Kaviochel, above Hashem, which means above the standard levels of kindness and holiness. That Parnosa has to come from the Rachamim Gedoilim, from Atik, from these super high levels that we're talking about here. V'yalkein be'emes amru Rabbi Sinazala, and that's why the Gemara says in Pesachim, page 118, Koshin that Pranosa is as difficult to come by as splitting the Red Sea. V'kiflayim kayoyleida, it's twice as difficult as giving birth the Yosem and Hagula, and greater than Gula redemption. And based on what we're learning here, how Parnassa is something that's so hot, so high, so far up, so far from us, then logically, we shouldn't really qualify to be able to receive Mezat Parnasa. However, we say in Birkas HaMosayim that Hashem sustains the entire world with His goodness, with His charm, with His grace, with His kindness. Therefore, when a person receives some panasa, hein rav heimat, whether it's a lot or a little, sorech leida shahakoil bechesed. The person needs to know that this is all a tremendous act of kindness on the part of Hashem. Ve'enoi kedai, I'm not necessarily worthy or deserving of it. Rakakoil barachmo, but rather it's all through the great kindness of Hashem. Who brings us Parnosa from this very far away place? And we need to be aware of this and conscious of this for many reasons. Number one, so that a person shouldn't become arrogant. When a person has wealth, or or Hashem gives a person shefa, to think that that it's coming to me, I I deserve it, it's mine. 
as is unfortunately the case by many people. Shetekev shemakilo is a shef ashirus maschel lehisnai begedoylois. That as soon as the person receives an inheritance or some kind of a large sum of money, <clears throat> now they have to change their standard of living completely. Throw out the old dishes, throw out the old furniture, everything new and everything first class, high grade. Ad to the point where now the person now with this wealth he starts worrying more about money than he was before when he didn't have this. How am I going to pay? I, he, I, he bought a bigger house, bigger mortgage, bigger this, everything. He increased and expanded everything. And now the concern, am I going to be able to maintain this standard of living? Because now that he's become what we call in Yiddish, a besser mensch, now he's become a much Hot, now he's a much more higher class person, so he can't he can't live anymore on the previous. He can't take buses; it's only taxis and car. He can only you know, travel first class, that kind of thing now, and therefore, and therefore, he needs a lot of money to sustain this. And when the person isn't making more money the way they want to. The person is full of anger and, and problems. And the person complains about Hashem. As if Hashem is obligated to, to allow him to keep this super high standard of living now, this new high standard of living, and to give him wealth. Therefore, Therefore, the truth is, we need to really know that everything Hashem gives me is with tremendous kindness. Because the Shefa is coming from a very, very far away place. Therefore, don't become arrogant. When you when you have some wealth, and don't ever complain about Hashem And the basic things that a person really needs to be able to live, a person needs a roof over their head, a person needs food and clothing, basic food and clothing. The person should have confidence and trust and faith in Hashem that Hashem will continue to give it to me with His great kindness. We'll just finish this next paragraph and we'll take questions. And the same thing applies to poor people, the, the lower level of 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 the nation financially they also need to know this and realize this that whatever parnosa we have is coming from a very very far place from hashem's kindness and therefore the person has to have confidence and trust that the Hashem who has taken care of me from the beginning, 
with his great kindness, and he gives me parnasa that's coming from so far away, Hashem will continue to have pity on me for throughout my whole life. And Hashem will give me what I need, what I really, really need. And don't worry about tomorrow. Don't, don't, don't be pained about tomorrow. Because it's specifically as a result of the person knowing and realizing that the parnasa is coming from far, far away, especially the poor people, the, the lower class element, who see how difficult it is for them to come to money, to get the money that they need. And a little bit of a bit of parnasa that they do have comes to them miraculously every day from places that they didn't expect. When a person will know this very clearly, the person will not worry anymore about parnasa. But rather, Rak Yashlech Yehovah Al Hashem. But rather, the person will place all of their needs and all of them on Hashem. Me'achar sheyoideya she'ein shum siba she'yam shepanosa. Since the person knows and realizes <clears throat> that there's no there's no physical thing that's giving me parnosa. There's no factory. There's no job. My parnosa isn't, isn't coming from my job or my boss or my parents. But rather, my pranasa, anything I have is coming to me from Hashem. And it's coming from far, far away. And it's coming out of Hashem's kindness. And a Jew who believes in Hashem has to believe and be confident that Hashem, with His kindness, will continue in the future to provide for me what I need with grace and with love and with kindness. Any questions? It's incredible. On Friday mornings, Eretz Yisrael time, I learned before davening with a group of people from the States. We learned Likut Imran. <clears throat> By coincidence, this morning, we learned chapter 76 in Likut Imran, which is one of the main chapters where Rabbi defines and expounds on the topic of Bitochen. Bitochen. Question. <clears throat> the meaning of the word Almus. Almus means uh, an an al, an. Alum is a youth, a youth, a very young person. It could be a child. So the Pasuk says, Hashem leads us, Almus. 
like one leads a small child. The way that Hashem operates with us in Ruchnius, in our coming, in our process of coming close to Hashem, is the way that parents deal with a small child, teaching the child how to walk. That it starts off where the child is being given full support. The child doesn't have to do it. That total freebie, in a sense, the ability to walk, because the parents are holding both hands. But then at a certain point, the parents realize they have to let go so that the child should be able to try it on their own. And that's how that's how a person's relationship and starting to come close to Hashem works. Second question in the chat. But if a person is working for their employer, honestly, why should they think that they don't re- deserve to be paid? <clears throat> or that it would almost be a miracle for their employer to pay them. On the contrary, it seems that if the employer doesn't pay them the salary, this would be something unfair and out of the ordinary. The answer is because who's to say that the employer is is living today? We're going to live till Friday when I get paid. And and, and there's a million different ways that the employer suddenly loses money, the factory, all kinds of different factors, the economy, the this, the that where suddenly there is no money. And and when we say that I worked and therefore I deserve to be paid, we come into this world naked, naked, not a stitch of clothing, no wallet, no credit cards, no nothing. So we come with nothing, nothing, nothing. Therefore, anything that we have is gift. It's it's matana from Hashem, from Hashem. <clears throat> and these things, a job, an employer, this, these are called seaboys, where because we are in this physical, materialistic world, it's made to look as if the, the job and the work and the material and the economy and the, all, it's made to look as if that, in order for it to be a test for us to see, are we going to focus on that? Is that where we're going to put our attention? Or, or like we say in Ashrei, all eyes turn to you, Hashem. We look to you, Hashem. <clears throat> and you, Hashem, are the one who gives us what we need at its right time. In Birka Samoza, in Benching, we say, Hashem, please do not, please do not allow, allow us to have to come on to gifts from people or loans from people. So I once asked my Rebbe, Rebbe a person who's going, who's fundraising, they're going looking, it's called gifts. They call it charitable gift. So I'm going to a person, so how do I say this in, in benching? So he said, I'll tell you exactly how you say it. When you go to a person to ask them for a charitable gift, don't ever forget that you're going to Hashem. You're going to Hashem <clears throat> to ask. This person might be Hashem's agent, Hashem Shliach, that it should come through that person. And when the person does give it, when a person writes a check for $1,000 or a $1 million, the correct thing for a fundraiser to do is, I thank Hashem for being so kind and so good and, and making this happen. And I thank you for being the shliach. Obviously, you must you must have done something good in your life that Hashem chose you to be his messenger. And Hashem should bless you. <clears throat> you should have a, 
etc., etc. Never forgetting that. Any questions, please? And it's for this reason that we're forbidden to eat bread, things made from gray, from any of the new grains, until the 16th of Nisan, until the day after the first day of Pesach. That's when we are receiving this power. Something that's coming from very, very far away and very close. A Jew is supposed to receive their bread, their food, their parnasa only with this kind of attitude. This is like eating mon. The Mechilta says that Hashem has given the Torah only to those who are eating mon. What, what does that mean, eating mon? We need to know that our parnasa comes to us like the mon came to the Jewish people in the desert. Hashem did not send one shipment, a weekly shipment or a monthly shipment, but rather, it came on a daily basis. As the Gemara points out in Yuma, why? So that we should turn our eyes heavenward, so that we should need to look to Hashem every single day. And so too today, every single person is receiving parnasa on in their manner, in a manner that the person should need to turn to Hashem or turn heavenward all the time. To know that Parnosa is only from Hashem, from far, far away. As it says in Tehillim, chapter 75, it's not coming from, from this direction or that direction. Hashem is the one who's making the judgment whether to give or not to give, how much to give. And a Jew has to try their best not to get used to fancy things, not to up up their game, not to keep, to keep when it comes to Gashmias, not to keep raising the standard higher. I need, I need a much better, a better car, a newer car, a newer this, and a and if a person conducts themselves this way, then what they need, Hashem will definitely give them. This is the concept of distant and close. The moment a person realizes 
how far away my Yeshua is, how far away I am from these high, high levels of holiness. And in order for Hashem to send me Shefa, he's got to send it thousands or millions of miles down to where I am. And even though I'm so far from Hashem, I'm so far from holiness, despite that, Hashem is still helping me all the time with his incredible kindness from far away. If a person realizes that, the moment a person knows that and they have that humility, instant closeness to Hashem. Because when a person knows and realizes that everything is through Hashem's miracles and through Hashem's kindness, then immediately that person's salvation is very close to them and it'll be very immediate. Because there is no obstacle, there is nothing that can block Hashem if Hashem wants to help a person. There's nothing that Hashem cannot do. But the moment that a person will make a mistake and think that they're close to Hashem already and that they're close to the Kedusha and they're, and they're close to the wealth, then immediately that person is very distant. Because the truth is, coming close to Hashem and Parnasa are things that are very, very far away. They're up there in the highest place, in the Keser, in the highest super high levels. And therefore, we have to remember all of this very, very well every day. How do we remember it? By talking about it, by talking about it in our Hispoidus, by talking about it to our friends, words of Emuna, both regarding coming close to Hashem. I have to remind myself all the time of how far that I'm not, I'm not at the biggest tzaddik yet. I'm so far, far away from the levels of the great tzaddikim and I'm so far from where I could be. Both regarding closeness to Hashem. So too regarding parnasa. And so too regarding everything that a person needs, that a person needs to realize how far we are from these things and how much incredible kindness on the part of Hashem it takes to be able to provide us. And this is the reason why we're not allowed to eat from the new grain until the day after the first day of Pesach, because that's when this Pasuk shines down upon us, this Pasuk of Shalom, number one, realizing that we're far, realizing that we're far, when the parents let go, the child suddenly sees, whoa, whoa, here, I hear, I thought I can run already, I can jog, I can do j- jumping jacks, I, because the parents were holding both hands. The minute they let go of both hands, 
suddenly the child realizes that, whoa, I'm not a, a marathon runner yet. So the rochaik, and at the same time, lakorot. But I do have parents. There is a father, there is a Hashem who's watching over me and who wants me to succeed. Any questions, please? In chat, Rav Nassim, I have a question. Question here that in, in chapter 48, in the second half of Likud Imran, it says there that there's a, when a person makes a new start, there's a Hisrachus. And here we're saying the opposite, that there's Hiskarvus. Both are true. Both are true. The, the first one usually is what we're saying here that when a person makes a decision to come close to Hashem, Hashem opens the curtain, Hashem shines a light upon the person. But then, then, and, and, and shows the person a potential. But then the Midas Sadin gets up and says, whoa, 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 one minute here, whoa, whoa, whoa. This, where was this person till now? What? Suddenly we're gonna, we're inviting the person, we're showering them with this great light. What about this and this and this? No, no, no. And then the Midas Sadin steps in and the person starts getting punched and whacked and everything. That Hisrachkos. And Rabbein Zal explains it that that Hisrachkos is really his nervous. That's all to make the person want it more. The resistance, like a resistance, that's to, to make the person want the thing more and more. Menios, which turn into Ni'imois, if the person is to overcome them. So it's not a contradiction in any way. It's two pieces of this puzzle. Good morning, Rav Nossin. Just to yes. clarify that, uh, that Issa Chodosh, from one day to the next, one day it's Asa, the next day is Muta. How do I learn from that, the slow Bahadraga building up? It should almost be the next day is Muta, but you can only eat so much. And then each day you can have a little bit more, a little bit of like the man in the midbar. I'm missing the, the connection between one day it's also the next day it's Muslim. Let me explain. We we said that there's Rochoik and Koroiv. And, and Rab Nassim is showing us the first night of Pesach is Koroiv. There's super blast of light. Hashem loves us. He gives us a billion dollars in one shot. Suddenly you're looking back at billion dollars. But then Laroch immediately afterwards is Larochoik. They removed the billion dollars. And, and now they showed you that this is what Hashem would like to see in your bank account. And this is your potential. This is what you're capable of achieving. This light, this unbelievable light that you saw on that first night of Pesach. But now we're putting you back down. Now we're taking it out of your bank account. Now go earn it. Now go make it happen. That's the, the, the Koroiv and Rochoik. And and that's with the with the with the iskarvus tashem, and again that's with the grain. F first night of Pesach is miracle. We're eating matzah, you know. We're we're eating. We're so we're like kings. We bring out our most beautiful uh, silverware and beautiful things at the seder night table. But but the next day we're hayoyim yoyim echad loimer. One, I I thought I was at a million. No, you're not at a million. You're at one. You're at one. You're all the way in the bottom of the ladder and now start climbing up the ladder. Clear? Um, 
It seems so to be the new. That's why that's the day that's designated for the new crop, because new beginning. That's when we're making this new beginning, and the new beginning has two phases to it. Has two pieces to it: a rochik and koroif. But but from that concept, I don't see the bahadraga. The count the counting. The hadraga is a different thing. One second, you see the hadraga in the walking. When a well, again. When the parents were holding the child with both hands, the child took 30 steps, right? Right. And they're walking and everybody's clapping and singing, ha, ra, ra, bim, boom, ba. Then the parents let go and the child takes, if, they, if we're lucky, the child takes two, three steps and falls. And they say, get up, get up, you can do it, you can do it. The child gets up, takes another one or two. That, that, that process. And in coming close to Hashem, it's the same thing. Hashem opens the door. A person experiences that where the person feels a little bit like a malach. They're running. But then they take that away from the person. And then they put the person back down and say, okay, you saw what that, that's, you can get there, but it's a process. And you're going to have to start from the ground up and you, you're going to encounter opposition. So you need to know that you're, you're, you're koroiv, you were all they, they took you up to the penthouse, but then they brought you back down to the basement and now start working your way up. Thank so, you. It's a, it's a process. The 49 days of the Oymah. Thank you, Rona. Okay. Question in the chat. Just a moment. But there is still a contradiction. In Torah 48, Rabbi Nezal says that the first thing a person experiences in coming close to Hashem is distancing. And here we learn, so you, this is a, a very important rule that we've said many, many times. Even though Rabbi Nezal uses that wording there, the first thing, it means after this. It means after the, 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 after the curtain was opened for a moment, and the person did see some. Otherwise, how does a person, how does the whole process begin at all whatsoever? What made this person decide to do true? What made this person decide anything? There was a light shine that something happened. Something happened that 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 caused this person to have a, a desire to, to want to connect to Hashem. But then, then the moment they start, boom, bam, etc. Another question regarding the message that we sent out yesterday in Kippur Connection. Yeah, the, the answer is it might have been a little confusing <clears throat> that, as from what I know, there wasn't an actual Yom Kippur Kotam in him. They didn't say the standard process of Yom Kippur Kotam. They did select a little bit of it. Of In our shul, they said of Yom Malkeinu, they said one of the slichos that we say during slichos, and they also said the Shema Yisrael, the Baruch Shem, the seven times Hashem Olekim. And so it, it, what, what was meant in that message was <clears throat> that even though at the end of Tishrei, before Cheshvan, we don't say Yom Kippur, we don't follow the standard Yom Kippur cotton procedure, we're going to be doing something similar <laughs> in fasting, a whole day, a half a day, and in sinks, and in gathering together in shul before mincha, 
before the standard mincha. In our shul, they said the entire Sefer Tehillim, the whole, the whole group, they started at 3.30 in the afternoon till 6, two and a half hours, <coughs> going, which is more than what we do Yom Kippur Katan. But then also they said in Mincha, they said what we say in Yom Kippur, they said the Avinu Malkeinu, they said some of the tefillahs. Anyone else? Once again, we encourage everyone, all of us, to daven good and to, to try to be on best behavior and to try to be zechet to do tshuva. <clears throat> Yesterday they announced that the leaders of Hamas are broadcasting to their membership all over the world, not just in Eretz Yisrael, all over the world, <clears throat> and to all Arabs to ter- turn today, this Friday, into a bloody, bloody Friday for the Jewish people. Should be zechet to see the v'nehapachu, that if, if blood needs to be spilled, it should be their blood, the blood of all of our enemies. We should see the complete final downfall of all the enemies of the Jewish people, and, and Hashem should reveal his deep love for Klal Yisrael. Should be zrechet to the Geul Shlema, the coming of Moshiach Tzidkenu, the Binyan Beis Hamikdosh, Bemhera Amen V'Amen.